0: Hello. We're there. I <laughs> told history to join. He'll be joining soon. Okay. So how what, you how been? how soon? soon.
1: Fine. Doing something at the moment.
0: <sighs> so All you right. live in the UK, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like you where you live. I live in the northwest if that's any help
0: I mean yeah it is help I mean it's more help than me saying I live in the northwest of the US <laughs> yeah good point well give me some idea
1: how me seats are in the northwest
0: of the US no right now I'm actually living in northeast of the US Northeast USA.
1: I'm trying to guess which one is. Oh, that's a lot of them. God. Pennsylvania.
0: Wait, was that your guess? That was. That's my guess. Then you're correct. I live in Pennsylvania. My. Nice. To be said. joining. Wait, what were you going to say?
1: Nothing. I was just asking what he was going to join. <laughs> so, America.
0: Wait, you cut out. I can hear you again. I can hear you again. (laughs) You're good now.
1: You sure? Okay. (laughs) For me it's one oh two. Yeah, what time is it for you?
0: No, in the in like PM. PM. Good morning.
2: I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Yo
0: You ready? Okay, so you guys you guys willing to get this started? Sure. Okay, the first question I have. Sure. And it's not really a question that I have, but it's a question that other people will have. Viewers is before or during the Punic Wars. What was the state of Roman Carthage? What were they? What were they doing at the time? How uh, big were they?
2: Are we talking about like by the Second Punic War, which is like the main one, or by the First Punic War?
0: I would say like before the First Punic War.
2: Well, before the First Punic War, Rome had really, Rome was literally just starting to expand. Like they had. They were up to about like North Italy. Like the the Gauls were still in like the Italian Alps at this point. So like there were Rome was like the new kid on the block sort of thing. Yeah. And then there was Carthage, which had already felt been fairly established at this point because they they were a colony themselves that recently gained sort of independence from uh, the Phoenicians, and they were like fairly well well established at this point. They've been around for they were around for about a few hundred years before the romans so they were like the like the old guys in the area
0: <laughs> well one thing that i like you know the saying rome was not built in a day yeah whenever you think about rome the city it's quite mm. giving you a wink through an eye patch rome the city was built in a day but when you think about <laughs> the republic the empire you realize that that makes sense because it took hundreds of years for them to expand to even take the italian peninsula
2: yeah like uh cause th- th- they they were founded in like, yeah. like 750 bc and this took place in about 250 bc so for them to get to that point it was hundreds of years of just sort of being a city it wasn't until like the Etruscans starting to like fall apart where they actually like gained influence in italy <laughs>
0: And the other thing that I know about, and this one's about Carthage, is Carthage was not as interested in just like taking everything as it was about setting up like key trade networks.
2: Yeah, they, they were like, like at, at this point, Rome didn't even have, and they had no navy whatsoever. But Rome, but Carthage was had a massive yeah. navy. All about the waters and trading and all that, because that's what the Phoenicians were, really. They were a trading civilization.
0: Okay, well, moving on to the second question. Who truly started the Punic Wars? Rome, definitely. I mean, because as it's taught, like, they won't really go over it in schools, or at least here, but, um, as like in YouTube videos and everything, you'll find like they essentially don't really know, and all they say is like they kind of just stumbled into each other in Syracuse.
2: Yeah, I, I would I would say it was the Romans that started because they sent down, if I remember correctly, they sent down like mercenaries down into Sicily, and like um Carthage owned Sicily at this time, and the Roman mercenaries were. Decided to attack some cities, and Carthage was like, "Yeah, we're not going to allow this," and declared war. Basically.
0: Okay, so, so that kind of answers the third question. Who do you think was in the right during the first Punic Wars? Who do you think had like the right to start the war or finish the war?
2: I I, I, th- I personally think actually think because you, you know I'm the biggest Roman fan there is, but I I think Carthage. From what was basically broken mercenaries, and Rome decided to side with the mercenaries because they were their mercenaries. Pompey, you have
0: anything to say?
1: Oh. Yeah, because um, I think the-, the Carthaginians they originally wanted peace. You know, they were trying to make a peace deal and all that. But then, you know, they wanted to be left alone, basically, by Rome in <coughs> in Sicily. But, you know, of course, the Romans, with their imperialism and heavily expansionist ideals that were starting to form, they
0: just weren't going to allow Catholic to, you know, just be the big big player in the area. After the Italian peninsula, didn't really want to have war with Rome.
2: Like, I, I think yeah. this was, like, the last turning point where Rome could have actually stopped its massive expansion. Like, once Carthage was gone, there was no one else Well, and really see, that was the problem in, like, the with Persians
0: Rome. I know I'm getting a lot of, off-topic, but, them, like, yeah, they anyway. got so big, and then they had these little, little civilizations that would form all around them based off of... A little bit off of their culture, a little bit off of barbarians, and these cultures would expand, grow their military, and eventually there would be so many of them Rome just couldn't take... Handle it. it.
2: It was also due, due to the fact that most of like the fringes of the Roman Empire, they just their literally only purpose was providing troops for Rome, and they well, tried to like and
0: establish Rome. The first trait that America. I pick up about Rome occurs during the first Punic War, and that is their inept ability to adapt to situations. And I do this because, like, like you said, history—they had no navy whatsoever, and Carthage had this giant navy. But they decided we're just going to find some broken Carthage ships, some um, just broken down. We're going to bring them into Italian shores, and we are going to completely re- reverse engineer them into a Roman navy. And they did lose quite a few.
1: Well, I think that was more the... um, Yeah, that was more the... um, I think that's more like... It's like sometimes they'd adapt well, but then, you know, you see with the second Punic War when Hannibal invaded Italy, it took them like three major losses before they realized that they couldn't take Hannibal, you know, head on. So they had to resort to scorched earth tactics, but... Well, they hated that's the thing
0: about Rome. They thought Italy is They wanted the, rest to. Of the world. Really? so much better and all that. Like, whenever Hannibal marched into them in the second penal war, it was just a slap in the face. But do you think mm. that Hannibal, like during his plotting and planning in between the first and the second, do you think he was in the right or do you think Rome was in the right during the second Punic War?
2: Hmm.
1: I think, well, you could, if you look at black and white, then you could say that Rome was in the right because Carthage were basically the aggressors. But if you look at a more you know detailed... Realistically, Rome was never gonna allow Carthage to exist. They were eventually going to keep on demanding more and more. So it's more like Hannibal was just well, and that's what I he like was just defending Hannibal, himself. He was defending Carthage so much more from its inevitable Romans destruction the Carthaginian course, you
0: know. government would have let him. Um what do you think about yeah. his like Leroy Jenkins through the Alps with like tons of elephants? That was, yeah. Just keep going. Oh God. No okay. Um,
1: he's left. Should we keep going? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the way, the fact that he did that at all, it's just, it was a suicide mission. That's what you'd think. He, um, but it's it's part of his genius. It's like he knew that he had two options here because he could never make it to him like you know through the sea and there was no way he'd be able to invade through, like sicily so it was either he'd go through and die what maybe die or maybe go through or he would just he'd have to submit like there'd be no way there's no oh, other way carthage and... would have
2: won the war That's not my phone oh, history's died. back History. My phone just died. Sorry. History.
0: I would like your opinions on the Alps March, like the Leroy Jenkins.
2: Oh, the Alps March. <laughs> well, um, I personally think that there was a good. good I, I personally think it was far more detrimental than it was beneficial to Carthage because they lost like two thirds of their army during that march. It, it did take Rome by surprise, but. I think they lost more troops doing it than they actually would have if they just went in for, say, a naval attack somewhere in the actual peninsula.
0: Well, and here's my thing. Like, I agree with kind of Pompeii on this one and you a little bit. The only way that I can see them doing a naval would have been like go up to Iberia and like kind of just sneak by and land on the Italian side of the Alps. That would have been the only option that I could see.
2: Yeah, and, and they could have, because at this point in the, they owned, they owned pretty much the whole Iberian Peninsula. So they could, I uh, could, they could have just like went over from there to the Iberian Peninsula.
0: And Pompey was talking about how it was a suicide mission, but it had to be done. But here's another suicide mission that had to be done: Scipio and Iberia in the Iberian campaign. What do you guys think?
2: Mm. Pompey, what do you think?
1: Well, um, well, again, you know, yeah. obviously, low chance of success and all that, but it's it's like it's basically Rome's version of Hannibal. You know, it it was completely necessary and it, it basically had to be done. There was no other way. You know, it, they had to drive yeah. Hannibal away. We had to drive the. Uh, the Carthaginian Senate's attention away from Hannibal to stop them, because they were already skeptical about sending Hannibal any sort of support. So then in Scipio invade, invading there, that would um, yeah exactly that means that they're going to totally focus on that instead of Hannibal, which therefore well, their Hannibal's Scipio failure did
0: have help in this war from the Lusitanians, who were actually enemies of Carthage in Iberia. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, for the most part, there was quite a few in Lusitania that were against Carthaginian rule.
0: Yeah. Because Carthage was a lot like Rome, Carthage thought, oh, the area of Numidian, I think that's Carthage main... is so much more important than Iberia any other area, yeah, and what were you gonna say pompey i d- I didn't know if you had talked or not,
1: yeah, sorry yeah, um basically like they were basically um. Carthage's version of the they were basically what, what the uh what the Gauls were to the Romans, you know, they were like they were nearly going to get conquered by the Romans. Like they were nearly gonna get yeah. subjugated, but then um you know, they hadn't quite been yet, so yeah. they were they were obviously enemies. So it's more like they was um, like a reverse have, of the Gauls, really.
0: one is in the Alps. One of Rome's biggest losses ever, it's Cannae. What do you guys think Soul. of Cannae or Cannae or whatever?
2: That 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 was a, a big loss for Rome. Like that completely changed their whole strategy really, like of hiding from um Hannibal instead of actually going into open combat with him.
0: Well, and this was like um I forget which one of you said it, but like that Rome's ability to adapt went both ways and that sometimes yeah. they didn't really adapt. Mm. But this is one of those times where they just realized, like this was their slap in the face. It's like yeah, we're not invincible in a, in a, in Italy. Yeah,
2: like they they just completely didn't expect to lose. Really, like oh, yeah. um, Rome had yeah. superior but numbers I... and everything. They thought they had superior land tactics. Like after the first yeah. war, um, Punic War, they were like, yeah, we we're better. At-
0: But the thing that I see most with Cannae, like you said, like they weren't they were expecting to win. I even think Carthage was expecting to lose. Cause there's one quote there's one quote that I read, Pompeii, you can go after this. Yeah. And it said, um, And I also think there was one guy who was like a he was an officer, but he was wasn't Hannibal. He wasn't mm. one of the top officers. But he said, There's no way we're gonna win. Look at the size of their army. And his name was like Galapagos or something. Something weird Carthage-like. And Hannibal said they may have a bunch of troops, but they have none among them uh, that are name. his name.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I, can I, hear don't, you. I don't know what happened to then. I just couldn't hear anything anyone was saying.
0: But, um, Pompey, yeah. you can say what you had to say.
1: Okay. Um, so, you know, it's obviously, a, it was obviously a massive loss for Rome, but you could also argue it was a, uh, it was a loss for Carthage because um, basically what this did was, you know, as you said, it changed Rome's strategy where they basically starved Hannibal out of Italy. But if Cannae had never happened, the Romans never would have adapted. And so therefore Carthage could have, or well, Hannibal could have well, continued on his um, well, rampage and maybe one that would have changed the tide of the war of all yeah. time.
2: but. If it wasn't for his limits after losing quite a lot of supplies also in the Alps, um I'd definitely think would easily taken around. Okay,
0: and yeah. we have we have two more. We have two more subjects for me. I know history has something special, but yeah. um Scipio versus Hannibal. I forget what the name of that battle was, but Oh, I can't
2: remember. Pompeo, do you remember? Uh, yeah. But anyways, like, you guys know yeah, the battle. I I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the name of
0: it, though. <laughs> no. One thing that I remember, like, watching a video was... Yeah. Like, bef- the day before the battle, the night, actually, Hannibal and Scipio met together. Scipio gave him, like... They essentially exchanged respect for each other because they were madly respectful <laughs> of each other. And um, Hannibal offered peace and gave him, like, wisdom, give him blessings, and he offered peace and scipio said well i was going to come here for peace but then you brought an army
1: yeah i think it's more like rome at this point was was only going to accept unconditional surrender and um but then if you know with hannibal still being in carthage yeah. And with, with the like army, it just, I think that was just like any point, chance of peace them. at that point, so just, nations,
2: they, it was they, just they, gone they forever.
0: And what are your thoughts on the Third Punic War? Oh,
2: that was just at that point, yeah. Rome was already an established power across the Mediterranean, and Carthage was a shadow of its former self. So there was literally no chance of a Carthaginian victory yeah. at
0: that point. Right. It was. It was literally, and if you get it, this is like an inside joke. Rubbing salt <laughs> in the wounds. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> huh.
0: And for yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: it was. It was brutal. Mm. It was like completely brutal, and the, what they did of the Carthage was horrific. Sure. But mm. you could argue that it had to be done because, as long as Carthage existed, Rome had a a powerful enemy. Yeah. yeah, it's like they—they they never could have, they, like, like, uh, like you said, they yeah. never could have coexisted uh, after also, um after the Second, second Punic War started. it's just you said there was going um, to be eternal hatred
2: between the, the two. One, Rome or Carthage? I think Carthage was to blame for the second one because of um Hannibal's expansions through Iberia. He was just like taking everything, and when he took that yeah. Greek city, which was under um roman um, protection it was bound to like happen and it was like asking for it pretty much
0: well hannibal in my id idea- in my eyes resembled a lot of what the roman republic yeah. was um which is ironic cuz he fought against them but um if you know anything about the roman republic you will know yeah. whenever they were in italy they absolutely refused to go against their enemy unless it was defensive yeah. But that defensive also included if they felt the enemy was gonna attack them. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's like what um it's like what um you know Caesar did with you know like Gaul. He's he acted like they were at this huge, massive threat <clears throat> yeah. that had to be eliminated. But realistically yeah, they but... were just they were just, you know, like simple Tribes, people that didn't want anything to do with the war, most of them. So yeah, you know, the only reason they fought, they yeah. were such a threat that yeah, you could the call them, is because really, it's because it's of wars, Rome. Like, they had to band together with the, the First like, and their in order to fight them off.
0: And what what role do you think that? Um, final one. Yeah. What role do you think that Rome and Carthage's allies actually played into the war? Uh, more
2: distractions, really. I
1: like, think realistically, they were, they weren't exactly the biggest role. Yeah, they weren't. The Gauls were obviously, they were obviously a huge yeah. help, but also a huge
2: hindrance to, to the um them.
1: to both sides to in the Alps. Because like you know, some of them helped them, like some of them like attacked them,
2: like and it's just apart from them, like, some Gauls were helping the Carthaginians, some were helping the Romans. Some would just do in their own thing. It was like.
0: Right, and like the main areas that I see are as yeah. their allies and like enemies are Lusitania, the Atolian League of Greece, and Macedonia.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think they offered a bit, a bit of help, but like not game changing mm. amounts of help really.
0: Well, especially after um, Can I? Because. There were a lot of actually allied troops yeah. in that mm. that weren't Roman, weren't. but they were just completely slaughtered yeah. and really were afraid to give more troops.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you couldn't yeah. really call them like they weren't like you know part of a um, yeah. another country or like you know like peoples. They were just mercenaries. Realistically, they weren't they weren't okay, loyal history, to anybody but um, on themselves. I know
0: you had some theory for like Ooh. an alternate reality.
2: Uh, yeah. Let's talk about. What, what what do you guys what do you guys think would happen in like an an like an ultimate timeline? Like, what impact do you think if Carthage won? Do you think would happen?
0: Well, I think if Carthage
2: mm-hmm. won, you can go first, Pompey.
1: I think. Okay, yeah. Um, I think they wouldn't have been as harsh in the terms of the um, mm-hmm. treaty. And let's say for example they were and then it, Rome ended up being yeah. destroyed. I, I don't I don't really think they would have taken over Rome. They would have just sort of left us as sort of like a, maybe like a little city state and also nowhere near as much of the um as yeah. much as the, the territories Rome conquered, Carthage would conquer like Gaul. Northern yeah, I Gaul I would never have been Carthaginian, ever.
2: Neither would have be ever, the sea, so it would be like, like... Turkey, close, Anatolia, ever. Was. Like, it, I think it, eventually there would have been like a third one where Carthage did pretty similar stuff to Rome as they did, as Rome did to Carthage, just to not the same extent. Um, and they would have like occupied most of the Mediterranean, but mostly around the coastline. Like, they would have taken yeah. all of Iberia at some point. So they were already on the road to doing that. They would have taken probably most of I. Um, of the Italian peninsula, like, all along North Africa. yeah. Greece. I think they would have taken Greece at some point, yeah. But, but also, like, um, like, all the aspects of Roman culture across um, the European kingdoms in the future would be nowhere near as influential as it was. Like, Europe would be a lot more paganistic, a lot more Germanic, I think. Apart from, like, the coastlines, which would be a lot more Phoenician.
0: Right, I just, I don't think you would have seen as widespread, or even like today, because Rome's effects are still yeah. seen today, I don't think you would have seen as widespread of a Mediterranean yeah. culture, like history uh, and said.
2: And it would definitely, if it would be a lot smaller, and it would be Phoenician.
0: Mm. Now granted, it would still yeah. be rich.
2: Definitely, yeah. Because it would it would also have a yeah. it would have a much larger emphasis on trade in the Mediterranean because of the Venetians. Definitely,
1: Empire. yeah. Probably the richest in the world. Uh,
2: what, what do you what do you think? If they did win the second Punic War, what do you think they would have asked for from Rome? Do you think they would have just took the islands that they lost in the first one or do you think they would go further?
0: Oh definitely not. Yeah, yeah.
1: They might take southern Italy. Um, they'd obviously ask for like a heavy tribute and a lot of reparations. Yeah, you know they care about money a lot. But they wouldn't Romans exactly, you know, like, like they wouldn't cripple Rome through, to the point of no recovery,
2: like to the uh, Roman strategy of Carthage. Them. I don't think Carthage had that same instinct about their enemies.
0: Yeah. What in? Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also thought they would have they would have minded yeah. like Scipio either, like like yeah, you know yeah, Rome did. They would have just they would have like sort of like respected them in a way and just sort of
0: well left them to go back Rome, to Rome. Whenever Rome took over an enemy province, they normally were pretty good about maintaining its culture yeah. and actually integrating its culture. But Carthage is like the one yeah, main exception. They,
2: they were like the only ones they saw as an actual threat, so they were like, "We've got to." wipe out this culture just to like Mm. stop it from coming off again.
0: Well, and this this showed, um and this is like one thing that I believe led to that Rome, the Roman Republic could have fixed itself Mm. and altered its reality is that the Carthaginian Republic really did fall apart during the Second Punic War. Um but Rome could have recognized what was wrong with its republic, seen that its republic was doing the same things and tried to fix that.
2: I think that was an opportunity missed there, really.
0: Because... Yeah.
1: Well, it's like it's like it's like how I yeah. said, um, you know, the Just the Romans they, only adapted when they wanted to. Um, they're not really going to look were that on, the detailed into um, Gothaginians like, yes, yeah, policies we're and computer. politics.
0: No point the oh, they would have been all for. They're all for adapting, like they're modern, like modern yeah. times. They're all for adapting. They're not going to look at their enemies the and yeah. people in power.
2: And that, that sort of change would have affected the people in power, so they weren't going to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, because, you know, like, I'm pretty sure most people that know Julius Caesar's life, he pretty easily, yeah. whenever he turned, like, 30, he pretty easily learned to yeah, manipulate the system.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is exactly what Sulla tried to prevent, isn't it? You know, when he tried to, um, you know, he... he, he he knew what would happen. So he he basically did it just to show everyone this is what you can do. Yeah. I'm gonna try and stop it the best I can. But then even with all the changes he, he implemented, it still did basically nothing. And Julius Caesar managed to get all the power he did. So yeah. the you know it's like the Republic ending and the Empire it, starting it was, was at that point. it was it was either that or the Republic would fall.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I'm right here. Where's he gone? We, I'll be. I'm be back. I'm entering a meeting code <sighs> for my Zoom. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> Zoom. What are you doing a Zoom call? Uh, hmm. Um. Are there any other questions anybody had?
0: Not really. I mean, I don't have any other. Yeah, I can't here. really think of I really that we haven't covered. But I feel like a problem with the Roman yeah. Republic was this will yeah. have to be a whole other yeah. video, on you future okay. video. But um, <laughs> but um, part of their problem yeah. was this is when they start to yeah. begin to expand really yeah. quickly, and that is not what republics yeah, are that, meant for. If you look throughout yeah. history, and this is what like countries like the united states are starting to face republics are really meant for countries with smaller government i mean smaller population it's really meant to maintain a small scale population and in fact george washington knew this small scale
2: and and even during the punic war it wasn't the only war they were fighting at the time they were also taking most of the Mm. of the non-greek balkans at the time as well Yeah. The Illyrians yeah. and stuff
1: like that. They, they were part of the war with them at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think it's. I think one of the reasons why they didn't pick up on this mm-hmm. and why it was only for small scales because this wasn't really like some kind of tested idea apart from like Greece. Yeah, like
2: re- republics in general. A, a really large like scale a idea, really. republic. I don't
1: think that was even that didn't even exist before Rome. So realistically, yeah. they didn't know, yeah, like they didn't know what to, they didn't know that anything bad was going to happen, because on the small yeah. scale it'd that, so so it work, it, like so who's the large scale won't work I like they didn't know any problems exist because they hadn't existed scale. yet for anybody.
2: Whereas as an empire at last, it's for double that
0: at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you know that there's a problem when your republic yeah. isn't as stable as your empire. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole point about having multiple people in power is to stop yeah. corruption. Like, in, in, <laughs> yeah. in
2: the empire there was still plenty of corruption, but it was more, more stable, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah as long as you had a good ruler then yeah. they could limit the corruption there was because they were the ones who had all the power so yeah. unless they were corrupt then
2: uh, and that was a big problem but the, luckily that didn't happen as emperor, often as it, like, it might was, have done the empire wasn't more like a family sort of base thing as well they could like pick out someone who they thought would be a good the emperor thought would be a good ruler to replace them so yeah it was like adopted children sort of thing would Take the roles next
1: example Yeah, it wasn't like a family. Yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the reasons why it lasted so long. Because if it was just like you know, father yeah. and son, and father or son I mean, and son, yeah. and all that. Well, we see we saw what happened with that and, and the just, dangers. Like with yeah. you know Marcus Williams and Commodus, you had this amazing ruler,
0: got,
1: arguably one of the best of all time, and then you had Commodus who ruined everything. And then I, I think that if it had been father-son, yeah, if it had been father-son, then that probably would have happened yeah. a lot sooner and a lot more yeah. often. So I, I think I, that's I part think of Marcus the reason why chose, it was so big for so long.
2: Commodus uh, to replace him. I think Commodus definitely like killed it. Yeah, my father, the great Marcus, chose me to be the next uh, I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he's gonna prove him wrong.
2: Mm. I, I, I also think monkeys would be more popular today if they were still like that back, like instead of family-based, they were like chosen sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Because people in like England or the UK, for example, there are a lot of people who want the monarchy gone, and that's yeah. because they feel like it's just well, obviously because you know they feel yeah. like somebody shouldn't have that much wealth and power just because of the family they're born in. Because you know, like, but if it's like uh, you know, if it's like Rome where it's like a, you know, you get to choose, people would feel like they'd almost feel like they're in control of it here because they could ch- maybe if, like in Rome, they, they got to choose who was the next ruler.
2: Then that, then things probably would be different. Having killed, a new one will come along. Yeah,
1: like people are in control, sort of. So, you know, they have to be kept happy in order for the game, to be kept alive, essentially.
0: Okay, guys, I think we have to be done. All right, see you guys later and see everybody else that's viewing next episode. COVID FN anyway.
1: All right.
2: Yep, bye.